0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson.
1: Hi, Fergus. Hi, Paul. Hey.
0: It's the last... It's hey. It's the last podcast of the season. It always gets pretty emotional (laughs) at this stage. A few home truths are going to (laughs) be... I would have imagined by the end of the podcast. Yeah, we've all brought in a game because it's
2: the last day. Yeah. yeah. So we're not wearing the normal Natter uniform.
0: We're going to have um, a very hastily put together uh, season awards do. Um, well, I'm glad I'm wearing my tux then. Good. <laughs> yes. It's you you started that well, I remember you started doing that when um Check Teote was it Check no, it was um uh, Florian Tovan Florian- oh,
1: Florian- Tovan Florian- <laughs> yeah.
0: wore a tux for um uh pre And uh you you started doing it then and then you've just done it for every podcast season, have you? have always won a tux, Dave.
1: Well, yeah, because I think I bring a I I of the three of us, I bring the the, the most class.
2: Yeah, so it's, so it's
1: up to me. I think you
0: know. Now that now that that's just come up, that from when was that? Four or five years ago. The it was um, Steve Tuck, McLaren's season, wasn't it? Hmm. The Tuck situation with Florian Tovan, who went on to become uh, one of the best players in uh, Liga. Hmm. Um, I feel like that was what a great injustice was done then. Because it was, um, Mbemba and Tovan wore tuxes. For, they, they got told they had to wear a suit before the game. Mm. I think I read up what ended up happening was Chancellor Mbemba went into like a, a shop in town and didn't know like what, like how, to, didn't speak enough English, didn't know how to ask for a suit and just ended up with a tux and was like, oh, okay. And then like, Tovan saw that he had a tux and was like, oh, right, okay, well, I'll get a tux. And then they both wore like tuxes. And then because we were going through, as is common with Newcastle, we were going through a time of crisis and a series of terrible results. The local media and the fans and everyone, and Alan Shearer as well, Decided that it was like a disgrace, <laughs> and that they were like taking the piss out of football. And they were like it's they were just taking the piss. Like, well, they've been asked to wear a suit. They're wearing a suit. Like, it just decided. Well, the what well, the problem with Newcastle United right now is that two players have worn tux. That's what the problem is.
1: I mean, this is the same. One of the one of them, like, and Bembo is the same player who who thought he was being abducted. Kidnapped, didn't he? He thought he's been kidnapped because he got in a cab and he didn't know where he was going, so he's phoning around people saying that he's been kidnapped. It's just because he doesn't know the area and he doesn't know the language. He's also not as young as he says he is. Is that true? Yeah. Ah.
0: How do you know, Dave?
1: Seen his birth certificate. No, I saw like um, uh, a. forum? Uh, no, it was like two the the two images of. Uh, like a passport or like an official document. It's got two different ages on it. And one of them is, it's about four years, you know, prior to the other one. So. Oh,
0: well, we'll see. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. He's taking the piss. I'll tell you what wasn't a disgrace. And that was our final game of the season. We won another football match. Unfortunately, yeah. I, was, I was unable to see the game live because I was at my uh, nana's 90th birthday party. COVID safe, outdoors. Um, but Dave, you did get to see the game, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. We played well.
1: I um, thought that despite the fact that we had like a much-changed side, because obviously we were missing Wilson and... Um, yeah, the fringe players got some, some Joe more Linton time. We didn't, wasn't there. Yeah. Joe Linton wasn't on the in the squad. I, I still haven't seen it. Is that because of the, an injury or yeah. was I just just left that? Nah, All right, fine. But yeah, we we set up as we often do to, to let them have a, a fair amount of the game and then we just took our chances. And I tell you what, the Willocks goal. <laughs> blinding bit. It's just it's one. It's not as good as a, a goal as like a Hatem Ben Arfa from the halfway line taking on like three or four players. He just seems to run forwards in a straight line, not get tackled at all. The ball bobbles in the box and he puts it away. But
2: it's just it felt the sort of goal your brother would score against you on FIFA. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> just running like that. It's cheating.
0: <laughs> There wasn't much skill, was amazing. Diff- he's scored a few different kinds of goals now, hasn't he? He's, he's mm. sure that there's a few bits to his game. Paul, did you get to see much of the game? I've only seen the
2: highlights, I'm afraid. But Fair what? It doesn't sound like it was the most kind of high octane game, but then it wouldn't be us against an already relegated Fulham last day of the mm. season. But I think considering. We started with no strikers. Clean sheet in a 2-0 win. It's not bad going for us. A few clean sheets with Emil Kraft at the back, which you yeah. told me that a few months ago. I'd have called you a liar and I'd have, I'd have cut off all ties with you.
0: I'm going to sort of, we can keep talking about the Fulham game if there's much more to say, but I'm going to sort of bring things in here with a tweet from the Reverend Joe Kinsella. He says, uh, has there been a bigger turnaround in an NUF season from seemingly inevitable disaster to things being pretty much okay? I'm no Bruce fan, but surely there has to be some recognition that he's done a decent job for us to finish 12th. I'm willing to eat a bit of humble pie. Dave, are you willing to eat some humble pie? I am. I'm going to eat some (laughs) humble pie. Paul, are you going to eat some humble pie?
2: Yeah, I've got my plate out. I'm ready. Dave,
0: Paul's eating some humble pie. Dave, are you gonna eat some humble pie? It depends what you're asking me. Are you asking caveats, me like... caveats? Is this Matt Hancock? <laughs> press briefing today?
1: <laughs> He's he Steve Bruce is still a shit football manager. That we've ended up in in twelfth position on forty-five points is is like un I like guess it, it defies a lot of logic. Like Prior to shut up. Prior to like, uh, I think we were like 19 games into the season, and we were terrible. We were like bottom, bottom two, bottom three form.
2: How many games in a season, uh, Dave? Out of interest, 19.
1: It's 38. Oh, but sorry, just no, it was 20, tw- sorry, 29, 29 point games into the season, we were in like relegation form in in most seasons, and then we've ended this the season on a run of like literally. Top three, top four form. It's unbelievable the, the 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 turnaround. Do I think that's all down to Steve
0: Bruce? Some, some I, was that the question? I'm was not. I'm question, not. Did, it, I'm did not, I say is it all down to Steve Bruce? Okay. Yeah, did I, I say? Gonna, is it am time I going to gonna eat humble, eat pie? humble no? pie? No. No, because
1: I'm still right. He's still not a good manager.
0: I believe that we were at a stage, and I will admit, I was. I be, eventually became very critical of Steve Bruce I don't think I went anywhere near as far as you And, and I but I believe that we were at a stage where you were your contention your regular contention was that if we were to take anyone any qualified coach in the whole of football that they would be a better manager than Steve Bruce do you stand by that?
1: I think at the time, no, I don't stand by that because, like John Car. Oh, that's exists.
0: all right. That's Is that a bit of humble pie? Is that a little bit of humble pie? Then
1: no, it's not. Now he's still shit, and he's he's still like next season. If he's still in charge and and all those things, I'd still put us as among the favourites to to be relegated.
0: So Reverend Joe Kinsella said, "I'm no Bruce fan. He's no Bruce fan, right?" So it's not It's not either, Bruce, I accept that I was wrong when I said he was a shit manager and Bruce is now brilliant. That's not the question. The question is, it's not all binary. The question is, are you willing to eat, uh, eat a little bit of humble pie, Dave?
1: No, because I'm still right.
0: I think you look at the praise that has been
2: heaped on some managers this season, whether it's Sean Dyche, Graham Potter, Ralph Harsenhutl, even Scott Parker, and we've finished above all of them with a team that's not necessarily leagues above, I think if you don't credit the manager for that, then what can you do? We've had some abysmal performances as well, but if you'd said at the start of this season, 12th and a cup quarterfinal, you would have said that is a good season.
0: I think you can split the season into it it is a it's a weird thing, but that is like football, right? Because it's to 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 finish where we have finished in the table, you have to have had like some good parts of the season and some bad parts of the season. If I was to split our season into three thirds, I would say that the first third of the season was patchy, contained some good performances and some bad performances. Some very bad performances, but some mm. pretty good performances. The middle third of the season was appalling. Yeah. And the final third of the season was very good. Um, I would say...
1: Yeah, I, don't I, I, I understand that. I don't think that the thirds are equal, because we went on a run of two wins in 21.
0: That's... Which is awful, but as you've just which, said, our form right now is...
1: It's genuinely, it's like Champions League form. It's unbelievable form.
0: Right. Well, well, that's as good as we were bad, isn't it? I mean, it no, because
1: no, because the because the number of games that we played in our bad form, there were more games. It was twenty-one really? games without oh, a win. Yeah.
0: Okay,
1: fair enough. You I You're right, and so I still, I still stick by the fact that that um, for all that we ended up in forty-five points, twelfth. Quarter final. My position on Steve Bruce has not changed. He's still not a very good manager, and I still think that we'd be better off with another manager in in his place. Um,
2: I think if we brought in another unproven manager and they got twelfth and a cup quarter final, though, we'd be saying like, "This is the sort of manager we've needed."
1: But you you can't. I well I can't. Uh, I can't look at this season as where exactly. we ended up. <laughs> I can't. I can't say, "Oh, well, we ended up twelfth, therefore we were." That's that's a twelfth finished season
2: because twelfth is misleading because we could easily have been seventeenth, but for different yeah. results at the end,
1: we spent we we spent more more time in seventeenth position than any other league position this season. That's that's where I see our season being, around about 17th. And that this we ended up 12th is, is mental.
0: I, I'll, I'll admit to, like, um, copying this from somewhere else I've heard. They weren't talking about Newcastle. They were just talking about football on Football Weekly, like a week ago or something, about how there's this thing with football where people will talk about what the season was and then the last few games they'll say oh, well, they had an awful season, but then they pulled it around at the end. Or they, they were doing really well, but then in the last few games, they fell off, but they were unlucky because they had a great season. Whereas people forget that the season is 38 games, and all of the games in that season count for that season. So, yes, we were like 17th for most of the season, mm. but we didn't finish in 17th because over the course of the season, our results didn't. But then yeah, Everton, the league, the league Everton, table doesn't lie. Well, the, the Everton
1: spent one day, like finished one day in the tenth position, and it was the
0: final day. It, right, it's, so they were the t- so they would. Yeah, but so were they they the, the tenth, at, tenth best team? It.
2: But Dave, if you look at Leicester, they were in the Champions League places up until. Like the last weekend. Leicester fans aren't gonna be saying, Well, really we're in the Champions League places though, so we're happy with that. No,
1: but then but then that's your thirty-eight you're game season. But you're talking about um like uh definite positions that that provide or like um I'm, I'm result in I'm something. I'm loving to right? see
2: where this goes. Definite <laughs> positions versus
1: well, because no, definitely, I was trying to think of a. So essentially, the relegated teams aren't going to like um, like Fulham and, and and the rest of them aren't going to say, well, if they had, or well, we spent most of our, t- uh, our our season outside of the bottom three, but we went down at the end of it because it's relegation, because that's the only day that matters for those for those positions. Similarly, the title, if Man City had spent one day in first position and that was the the, the final day of the season they win the league so it's a title winner thing so for those like those positions which which bec- <laughs> they arbitrarily give you something at the end of it like almost right. after the season yeah
0: well like I don't understand they're not gonna, that, hang on,
1: they, they, they're they, they, they hang on where I'm going hang on I'm lost on. And
2: I don't know how you can speak okay. with the humble pie in your mouth <laughs>
1: So Leicester fans will say this was a good season. They can't say it was a Champions League season because they're not in the Champions League. Right. We can say so we, so can, we can we can we can say that this has been a shit season, but we somehow ended up in twelfth. Well, if we've been,
0: that is of course. It no, does. you know it's how we somehow you ended up in twelfth? Why you've like your whole preamble was like, and this is why. What I'm about to say is Bollard
2: <laughs> <laughs> the way we somehow made up the case against yourself by finishing and then the above other teams like by being better over the course of a season than
1: do, other teams. but we don't we don't win a trophy for 12th we don't get into a competition for 12th we are not relegated because we're in 12th 12th is is one Why of those does that meta- make a difference? it yeah. makes a difference because ranked you 12th. Can, because you can say like if it did afford us a Europa League spot or whatever you could say Oh, it must have been a good season because we got into the Europa League. Like we, we achieved something, we were we were um rewarded with something, but all we did yeah, was I get finish what 12th you're saying, on it the final. It's, it's, sense, it 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 does because had we finished 17th, which up to the final day of the season was was more than possible, had we finished 17th. The conversation that we we three would be having is like it was a shit season, but at least we stayed up. But we didn't but because of <laughs> but because of some quirk of the fixture list and some quirk of the teams involved needing something to play for at, on that final day, we end up in twelfth. We were not the twelfth best team in that league. We weren't. Okay. We weren't. The, yeah, it, it's it's really just we were. We wouldn't fundamentally weren't in in performance. We were not. How else? did you were
2: trying to find. Between Mm -hmm. 20 teams, if you were trying to find a way to rank them to find who was best, 1 to 20, I would say playing each other twice over the course of a season is probably as good a way of doing that as possible. And by that measure, we were the 12th best team. I don't think you can... It might have been tight, but we still... I don't think you can say we finished 12th, but we had a lot of bad performances, so we weren't the 12th best team. The league position doesn't lie.
1: The league position can can lie about a lot of things. It can lie about who who deserves to be where they are. It, all, all it does is record that, like, in that season, that team on the final day was in that it was twelfth in the rank of teams. But that's that's been, that, all. That's, it, the that, that's represent-
0: all it does. The, but the the point at the season where it's mo- the snapshot of the table that will give you the 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 most reflective of the truth, reality, if that is a good sentence, is the table on the last day of the season. Yeah. Because that is the table when every team has played each other twice. So there is no other table that will give you a better picture of over the course of that season, how that team did. But we can Do go you- around... I think yeah, as well
2: yeah. you could be a delusional Newcastle fan and say if you take covid out of the equation we would have finished top 10 so the league is not a fair reflection because
0: we should Yeah this be this top would, be, this would be right, I don't well, think that's
2: I'm, true because the league doesn't lie.
0: But that would be that would be a point that I would make and I this is the thing it's it's not binary I'm not like some big Steve Bruce uh champion here but like looking at it in the round we A lot of teams have had injuries and stuff. But we have had, in this season, uh, uh, Callum Wilson injured for a large part of the season. We've had St. Maximin injured uh, and with long COVID for a pretty large part of the season. Almiron, we had the squad down with COVID, so quite a few players missing. We and had our keeper out half the Al- season. Say that again? Had our keeper out half the season. Had our keeper out for most of the season. We had Isaac Hayden out for the last third of the season. I know every team gets injuries, but we've had some pretty major players injured for a lot of the season. And we finished, not only did we finish 12, we finished uh, 45 points, which is most seasons, would not have you finish in 17th it would have you finish uh, it would have you finished somewhere around 12 I would say 45 points we finished 17 points above relegation this doesn't make steve bruce a brilliant manager it just it's not a very good case for steve bruce being a shit manager and like for the last two seasons when it comes down to it at the end of the season for like it it if Newcastle fans are going to like for the whole season go on and on and on about how he's terrible, then like, I think some fucking humble pie should be eaten when at the end of the season that's where we're at. I don't think we should, like there should be, we should be throwing him a parade or like, you know, fans are entitled to have like illogical positions. That's <clears throat> kind of what being a football fan is about. But like,
1: my, my my position on Steve Bruce hasn't changed. I still don't think he's a good manager and I still think that we'll be in relegation favourites next season.
0: But this is the thing. Amongst every them. fucking season, it's the same. We have to listen to people like you tell us how we're going to get relegated all season. Oh. If Steve Bruce says, we're definitely going down, we're definitely going down, you have to listen to it all season, then we finish 12th and, not... and they don't say a fucking word.
1: I'm saying it right now. Another season under Bruce, we will be relegated. Among the relegation favourites,
2: you're a man who goes on about stats all the time. You have quite Mm -hmm. a large data set of Newcastle games under Steve Bruce, and over two Mm -hmm. seasons now, we've finished same position and essentially same points both times. I don't know. Those those stats
0: don't matter.
2: I don't think you'd look at the trends from that and go, "We're definitely going to get relegated, (laughs) or we'll be
0: favourites for relegation." We would be Uh, favourites for relegation.
1: Among okay, the favourites for I relegation.
0: Right. And I think we would be if you looked at our wage budget as well, right? If no. You didn't know who the manager was. We would not be among the favourites. We would not be in are we not in the bottom six clubs in terms of wage budget? I think we're about fourteenth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe fourteenth, yeah.
0: So we finished above our wage budget, which is not bad. But okay, maybe we're not, maybe we're not a relegation candidate, wage budget.
1: So you, you talk about stats, and the stats that I like looking, at, no, like looking at now like looking at are I'm chances created, t- chances created, are defensive actions, are tackles, interceptions. Like I look at the performance stats, and performance stats prove that up until around about the Brighton game, we were bottom. We were twentieth in all those things. And yet we were still getting results somehow.
2: So you're choosing now, to ignore the big tranche of recent stats that contradict it.
1: No, because there's something that happened.
2: Graham Jones, of course.
1: Who's now being called <laughs> up by the England squad? I, know. I mean, apparently, yeah. Have you not seen this? He's, yeah. he's yeah. been called up to the England yeah, squad. Yeah. All
2: right. Okay. First is Michael Owen. Changed. To be a Newcastle player selected for England or Newcastle it's, it's, staff
1: England, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're not going to change my mind on Steve Bruce. I still think you're shit, and I still think the bookies will probably have us as as among the favourites to go down next season. And so will I.
0: Okay, it's a it's a weird commitment, yeah, to stick with. I mean, I'd I'd be interested to see how you. I mean, it's just. We're just stuck in this fucking...
2: But you would very rarely look at any team in the league that has their best form in the last third of the season and think they're going down. It's normally, normally you look at it the other way. Whoever dive bombs at the end of a season, that's where you think they're the ones in trouble. I think mm-hmm. losing I'm Joe sure. Willock is a big part of why we might perform worse next season, but we don't know who we'll have in.
1: And we and we might still get Joe Willock in. Yeah, uh, I've seen stuff that they're they're talking about a twenty to twenty five million pound. If that's where the conversation starts, then we might be able to get him. But if we try and lowball it and go in at ten or fifteen, they just won't answer the phone.
0: I've heard that apparently amongst Arsenal fans, I, I think apparently it wouldn't have been that big a sell for them to to sell Joe Willock. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Apparently, supposedly, Arsenal fans wouldn't be that bothered because the way they see it is, it never really worked out for him at Arsenal, and they're probably going to get a really good price for him compared to what they think they might otherwise get. And mm. and,
1: and they want to get that o- Odegaard. Um,
0: yeah, and, and, you, and, and you so they need. It. And I, you know, he's had an amazing end of the season, but I, I don't know if I would say that. Joe Willock is a top four player, and that is supposedly what Arsenal want to be, as a top four Well,
2: He's not going to be so, a starter at Arsenal, I guess. So I think if he stays at Arsenal, I would say there's still a world where we get him in a season's time for 10 or 15 million, because he'll just be languishing in and out of the bench like he was carry, before. just
0: want it to carry on though, don't you? Now that he's like part of our squad. Yeah. We, particularly if we knew we could get, if we knew we had him early on in pre-season then you could you could build a starting lineup with not around mm-hmm. him but with him as a central part of it.
1: I mean you could definitely have have an like a season long loan with either an option or an obligation to buy at the end of it. I think that could work out for both parties. Um like uh, as in ourselves and Joe Willock it doesn't really benefit Arsenal who probably want the cash
0: now. Mm. If we were to get him then surely that's the end for Matty Longstaff, at least. I think yeah. he'll be on the way out anyway.
1: Yeah. I just I, I can't see a world in which he gets ahead of Shelby, Hayden, whomever we bring in, be it Willico or whatever. I can't see him. Sean Longstaff, his brother. And it's yeah, going to be Longstaff. very hard
2: to dislodge Jeff Hendrick from the starting line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well honestly, um, if somebody came in for two and a half million for him, or like yes, one million yes, or like yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Jeff Hendrick, uh we do have our season awards <laughs> coming up. So um should we have a, a quick break and then we'll um rattle through our awards and sure there'll be room for yeah. some more humble pie. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. You were pleased to know we managed to carry on uh, the debate slash argument a little bit off air. No progress was made. We're all still very much in our... <laughs> in our trenches. In our trenches. <laughs> Tried to bring up the fact that um, Joe Willick had been very complimentary about Steve Bruce on Instagram. Maybe that was going to be... Might be something that will bring uh, Joe Willick to our club. Steve Bruce said that Bruce... Uh, Dave said that Steve Bruce is a good man manager, but apparently it doesn't count towards qualities as a manager is
1: that right I think that some players like him doesn't necessarily mean he's you know going to get the best out of them I, re- I used to really like substitute teachers that didn't work any harder probably performed worse used to hate Mr Dinsdale but got me an A level in chemistry when I was you know a lazy shitbag. bag got me there
0: enough. Okay, well, there you go. It got you there.
1: Um, Mr. Dinsdale, who I hated, but, you know, because he was strict.
0: Okay. All right. Simon Donald, formerly uh, um, Newcastle not a regular, has uh, just got in touch on Twitter to say, the most memorable thing this season, apart from Willock's amazing form, has been seeing that Joe Linton really is every bit as shit as we all thought he was. Uh, which brings us on to the awards. Um, there's been a little stuff on Twitter about this. Teague says, Goal of the season, for him it has to be Kraft versus Man City. <laughs> <laughs> I player, mean... Player of the season, I'll just read these out. And oh, yeah, yeah. You our, go, go, uh, go. Um, player of the season, he's gone for Dubravka, Wilson or Willock. Best result, he's gone for the win against Leicester. Realistic dream summer signing, he's asking maybe. Um... He thanks us uh, for what we've done this season, and he says, "And thank you, Graham Jones." He also says, "For a bit of balance and in support of you, Dave." He says, "The season was underwhelming, as per usual under the Ashley regime. Shocked we finished as high as twelve. Flatters Bruce. The players and Graham Jones deserve all the credit in terms of results. Praying for the takeover that will inevitably be, bl- be blocked by the Premier League again." Okay, so there's your balance. Um, fair enough. Uh, let's do our awards for this season. Let's go in with a big one. Um, player of the season. Um, Paul, do you want to? You can. You can talk. It's about hard. If you want. It's hard to look
2: beyond Callum Wilson or Saint Maximin, or arguably Willock for the impact he had. I think for me, it has to be Callum Wilson. A goal, slightly more than a goal every two games, which if he'd been fully fit for a season, you're looking at pretty much 20 goals a season. We've not had that for quite a while. And just transform made us able to kind of flat-track bully some of the smaller teams in a way we've not in previous seasons. I think it makes quite a massive difference. But then there's the argument St. Maximum is the one we miss the most when he's out. But I'd say Callum Wilson edges it for me. Callum Wilson. Mm. Dave?
1: Well, because I was thinking about, I think it's got to be Willock. I think, honestly, I think that Darlow and Dubravka pulled off some amazing saves and kept us in games that we Comfortably have been battered if it wasn't for them. I think Darlow went on a string of like three or four games in a row where he he made over ten saves in each game. Um, the defense has been shuffled and changed so much that there's not really anybody that you can pick from the defense. So Wilson and St. Maximum both missed loads of the games um, earlier, early, like in in the season. And yes, they were important um, when they returned, but I think Joe Willick seven goals in the last seven games, um, changed the way that we played, provided that which we were missing. And even in Wilson's absence and in uh, St. Maximum's absence, he still performed. And hes I, I, I would say, I, I totally take on what Paul's saying, like Callum Wilson is, is probably the best striker that we've had since Denver Bar. But I would say that for me, Joe Willock changed the season, and he—he's mostly the re- in my head. He's the big, big reason why we finished
0: twelfth. Uh, okay, I would—I'll go for for the first third of the season. I'd say Callum Wilson certainly, and uh, he should have had a much better season if he'd have been fit for more of it. I'd say Joe Willock for the last third of the season. Without a doubt, I'd say for the first half of the season, Carl Carl Darlow, he's sort of been forgotten now because he's Mm -hmm. still not our first-choice keeper, but I thought he was absolutely unbelievable for us. I was going to say St. Maximin, because even though, I mean, he must have played more than Joe Willock, but he's just so by far our best player and makes such a... We're so much better when he's on form. His influence on games, I would say, is more than
2: Wilson and Willock in terms of what what he does to the shape of other teams. Yeah, he's and, our
0: I best think, player, but I've actually talked myself into... Not because I'm just trying to be a hipster. I've talked myself into Carl Darlow. Because I think he was consistently good. Played, he was probably our player of the match more than. I mean, that says something about our season. But he was probably our player of the match more than any other, for more games than any other player.
1: Yeah, yeah, makes sense to
2: me. I think the tricky thing with Darlow though is you notice him more because his strengths are kind of saving, but his his management of the back line isn't as good. His command of the defence isn't as good as Debravka's. I think there was okay. it was noticeable when Dubravka came in that we looked slightly
0: more assured. Mm. Goal of the season, I'm trying to remember a particular... Any the particular maximum one against one. Burnley
2: is the one that oh, snatched. Yeah. Or the Leicester one where everyone touched the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say the St Maximum against Burnley definitely I did like um, the Willett goal oh fuck who was it against Um, where St Maximum plays it like round the corner for Murphy Murphy oh who was that it was like two or three games ago
2: was it Sheffield I think it was Sheffield United yeah it was
1: that that wasn't so much like a, a brilliant bit of skill Or an excellent finish or anything It was just a lovely a lovely bit of build-up play And then, then that cut back um, But yeah, St Maximums against Burnley Was reminiscent of Ben Arthur's against Bolton
2: Yeah Another one I really enjoyed was Paul Dummets The other week, just because <laughs> Yeah, first in five years
0: Yeah Going back, I'm just looking through our games of the season because, of course, you forget the first half of the season. But um, there was a good Jacob Murphy free kick that got us the equaliser against Wolves. in the Oh, yeah, yeah. The 89, I remember that. Do you remember quite a good Joe Linton goal in our all-time greatest away victory against Morecambe? <laughs> <laughs> the 7-0 against Morecambe. It was one like, really quite good... That Cup so
2: campaign lovely. feels a bit like a fever dream, I think, because it was in such an odd part of lockdown and we were buying games to watch on, like, a stream.
0: Oh, it yeah. feels really odd Look at those. Like clubs like Newport County. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it felt very much like a pre... It feels now like it was a pre-season friendly that we had yeah. to subscribe to a weird service for four weeks,
0: Yeah. Game of the season. Leicester
1: four two. Yeah, certainly the result. Of so game. much, so much was riding on that, and not only did we um, comfortably win, uh, but we we played some really good stuff, and we and it was against really good opposition. And you know, the the players that scored the goals were. Like, it was Wilson at the double, it was Willick, and yeah, Paul Dummett getting the first in five years. Just different types of goals, good. It was just all-round performance was good.
0: I'll tell you the game of the season that might have been the most sort of enthralling watch, the one that got me on the edge of my seat the most, was the Southampton 3-2 game. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) When we went down to like nine men.
0: We went down to ten men. Oh, we were yeah, we did yeah, get down we to ten. A player went off with injury as well, didn't they? Mm. So we were we we were two 0 up. Then it was two one. Then we got it to three one, and then everything sort of turned, and they got it to three two, and then we had a player sent off, who was of course was Jeff Hendrick. So you know the really players we had a we had a strava run interruption <laughs> 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 and, and and then i think it was the last sort of 25 minutes we were with nine men and i, I thought it was a brilliant performance to hold on for the three points because i really did not think we were going to and i found that very exciting like we got ourselves in the shit but we managed to get mm. ourselves out of it similar
1: but different to the West Ham game that we that we won 3-2 as well
2: right I'm trying to remember that one yeah did we were we 3-0 up in that game
1: yeah and I think I think they had a man sent off uh, we were fairly early 2-0 up in that game
2: I think we're 2 0
1: doing... up. Oh, yeah, because they brought it back to. And then Joe Willock scored in like the 94th yeah.
2: minute or something. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they got it back to 2 2. Mm. I think as well, doing the double over West Ham and Everton felt, mm. felt unlike us.
0: Okay. Um, let's go for signing of the season.
2: Dave?
1: I tend to go Willock again, but it, I, I think it has to be it has to be Emil Craft. No, it has to be um, Callum Wilson because he's so an actual signer Because he's yeah. Cause, I mean,
0: Aaron. you could say that Willock was the sort of deal of the season, maybe.
1: And and you look at the other the other transfers that were made in the summer, and it was Kraft, Fraser, and Lewis, and Hendrick. and it's only Will so and Hendricks. Hendrick, Hendrick. Yeah, I try. Uh, it's only really Wilson that made any kind of positive impact on the side. I mean, to be fair, Kraft, uh, towards the end of the season, Kraft looked like he was, you know, not the car well, crash well, that Kraft we
0: thought. Wasn't a, well, Kraft wasn't signed this summer, was he? This summer? No, you're right. He was last. He was last. because Yeah, yeah, sorry. So um, I apologise. That's all right. Please. Um, we, all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Steve Bruce makes mistakes. But in the end... <laughs> Um So, I mean, here's a, a harder choice to make. Who was our worst signing of the season?
2: In some ways, Hendrick seems nailed on for that. In terms of most yeah. disappointing, I think Ryan Fraser and Jamal Lewis were more disappointing. I mean, Hendrick at least got some goals as well. Fraser, yeah, and, I would say I think, might be good, but actually, in terms of End product goals and assists and everything. Did he get anything?
1: He got a couple of assists. I think he scored in the cup run. But the the thing that bothers me about Lewis is that he looks. He doesn't look anything like the 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 big prospect that we were told that he was that he could be. Whereas Ryan Fraser. Arguably through no fault of his own has just missed loads of the fucking season. Um yeah. Hendrick, Hendrik was a free transfer who's a bit shit. So I'd say it's Lewis, which is a shame. And I'm not saying that he there's not a good player in there. I just this season Jamal Lewis hasn't done anything to make me think he's he's Premier League quality.
0: Hendrick, none of us were excited about. We we're a bit like, oh, that could be helpful. And then I think we're all nonplussed as to how he ended up playing so many minutes over the course of the season I think
2: Hendrick's done more Lewis. damage because
0: a... Hendricks said again sorry
2: I think Hendrick's done more damage in a way because he's kept better prospects out of the team, Like both Longstus couldn't get in the team for a long time because of him. I don't think Lewis is yeah. really keeping anyone out or Fraser well
0: that's the thing I mean Lewis. I mean, that is down to a choice, isn't it, in terms of selection. It's not Hendricks' fault that he was selected so much. Um, Whose fault was it? It was (laughs) Steve Bruce's fault, who who I admit is neither a brilliant manager or a shit manager, because there is somewhere in between. Okay. Um, Jamal Lewis. uh, Jamal Lewis understandably played at left back for the first half of the season but did so bad that he played himself out and that's when Richie came in and that was probably a big part in us Richie coming back into the side was probably a big part in us improving as a side Jamal Lewis yes he might turn it around but we were pretty excited about him mm. and uh, he's not really done much at all it's certainly the biggest disappointment yeah um, most improved player, Carl Darlow,
2: I think. Yeah, he seemed like okay. a liability before.
1: Um, might be a weird one, and I accept it. Joe, Joe Linton. I
0: think it's a, it's a case. Simon Donald will clearly disagree. Because the bar was set so
1: low for him <laughs> at the beginning of the season that he didn't accidentally kill a man on the football pitch, it means he's done okay. I, I think, to be honest, it, in this new system, there's there's more likelihood that he's going to be a useful footballer for us in the Premier League. I don't think he's. I don't think he's particularly good but I just think that he's he is the most improved because last season fuck me he was terrible but then he was being played in a bad system with I no support
0: I think we need to readjust our thinking on him now forget the price tag forget the, everything that's gone before and just rethink him as Shodder
2: yeah yeah, I think, oh, I think that's harsh
0: maybe, on Shola, but maybe, or, like latter day Shola Miobi. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe like as as a as a useful squad player mm. who will provide you with the odd moment. But yes, I mean, if he does turn into Shola Miobi, then he's he's done far better than it seems likely. But you know.
2: A useful squad player and our number nine record signing by some distance. (laughs) (laughs) I think the other one in the improved list, Jacob Murphy, I think.
0: That was going to be my vote. Because Jacob Murphy, a year or two ago, just looks like a terrified Muppet.
1: Looks like Jamal Lewis does
0: now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... And now uh, I mean I'll admit that maybe in that dreadful period because he showed flashes of something I attributed to him more talent than he has but um, you know because when when Saint-Maximin came back and Almiron came into form you you can see that he's nowhere near that standard but he he has been pretty good for us this season, I think, certainly compared with what he's done before. And yeah, scored some important goals and provided
1: assists and provides a balance that no other of our like right sided defenders do. Cause he's better going forward than Mankio. And in this five at the back, he doesn't have to be as good a defender as is Manquillo. So
0: He's a handy handy player to have, isn't he? In the sense that he can play a few positions. He's a bit like... He's a bit like Richie. Yeah, in in that sense. He's
1: not as mental as Richie, but he's a bit like Richie.
0: Cool. Um, Any more awards that we should be throwing out? Any more that you want to give? Okay. Um, Dave, you've got a a life after love, I, I believe. Yeah. For us. Yes, so. I do. Uh, for anyone uh, new to the podcast or for anyone who's been living under a rock for the last year, um, it's unlikely. we've introduced th- this season, perhaps the highlight of this season, has been the discovery of the game that's sweeping the nation and that is life after love. I really need to find a short, succinct way of uh, explaining the rules. Paul, do you want to do that?
2: Uh Dave names the clubs that a Newcastle player has moved on to after their Newcastle career, and we have to guess who it is.
0: Okay. Do you believe in life after love? All right, Dave, so, here we go. You got one for us? Anna Strava. Anna Strava.
1: It sounds like a TV
2: presenter, but it's it not.
0: It totally does.
2: It's like, Harris Vukic? Bannick.
0: No. I don't know, I think what country is Anna Strava. Bannick. Bannick. B, yeah, Bannick. Bannick. hmm That doesn't help me. Silvio Maric. No. Am I allowed Sheffield another guess?
1: Wedding Wednesday. No, I've moved on to the next club, which is Sheffield Wednesday.
2: Tamuri Ketsbayer?
0: No. Is this Premier League era? Yes. These are all going to be Premier League era, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Sheffield Wednesday. Banaka Strava, Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, I don't know it is. Sibierski?
2: No. I've already had a guess.
1: uh, Brescia.
0: I feel like zero fucking chance that either of (laughs) us is going to get this fucking player. You
2: yourselves.
0: Ashraf Lazar?
1: No, but I like your idea. Anything, Fergus?
0: Just name a footballer. uh, I don't know. Fucking Riviera. No, Casenza. Kes- yeah. Never heard of it.
1: The thing is, it's going to get more recognizable as I go along. Are some of these
0: loan spells?
1: No, these are all permanent. Uh, yeah, these are all permanent r- moves. Oh, so he wow. went to Banner Sheffield Wednesday, Brescia, Casenza, and then Portsmouth. Luar, Luar No. Lauren Lebe, No. West Ham? Amdi Faye? No. Shaka Hislop? No, but... Biramar? I don't know where Have Pavel check. Yes, it is.
0: Oh, that was going to be my next guest. It was David and, the, 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 and Shaka Hislop.
1: Hislop. <laughs> <laughs> the club after Biramar Newcastle United
0: oh he came back
2: didn't
0: he yeah that was fair fair enough it took you in a direction where you could have got it that was fair enough he was one of the few players to find love after love
2: by coming back
1: (laughs) yes right next one okay yeah VFL Wolfsburg
0: Gotta come up with a guess, and I let's just come up with a guess. I'm gonna go for ah No one's saying anything. <laughs> and
1: I'm going I'm to count you. Yanggrum and Biwa. No, that'll do. That's
0: fine. That's a guess.
1: I won't. Okay. Ruben. After Wolfsburg, it's Ruben Kazan. I'm going to start giving you only 15 uh, yeah. seconds. Yeah,
0: just, keep, well, just keep on. Just keep on. Marriage.
1: <laughs> no. Levant, uh, Birmingham City.
2: Ooh, Martins.
1: Yes, Obafemi Martins. Well done. Paul is streaking into the league. Nice bit of symmetry. He played 88 games for Inter Milan before he signed for us. And then he played 88 and scored 28 goals. And he's played for us 88
0: games and scored 28 goals.
2: Nice.
0: And just to check, in terms of this game, if... If Paul's winning now, does that mean he's won? Or do we wait until the end to see what the position is in terms of scores at <laughs> the end of the game? Or is now... What is the point of the game when... when
1: well, we you, you, you can't will. win, Fergus, at all. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep going because I'm enjoying it. But at the end of the season, you you're a loser. So after Newcastle United, he moved to Hull.
0: Ben
2: Arthur. No. Uh, Oh, uh, pass.
1: After Holly moved to Port Vale. Mm. Andy
0: Griffin.
1: Andy Griffin? Yeah. No. Yeah. What did you say, Fergus? After Paul Huntington. No. After Port Vale, he moved to Port Vale.
2: Hey. Okay. After Port Vale, he moved to Real Madrid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David After Port Edgar. Vale? No. Paul?
2: Port Vale to Port Vale?
1: Yeah. I don't Essentially, his contract ended... He went on trial somewhere else and then decided against it and moved back to Port Vale, who gave
0: him a short-term Quinn? contract. Not Alan no. Shearer, is, <laughs> no. <laughs> is um, it? No. Then, a-
1: <laughs> then he moved to ATK, who I've never heard of, but I presume they're Greek. Um, Davizas? No, the Indian Indian Super League, I'm afraid.
2: Oh, not Nikos Davizas then?
1: Nope. And after ATK, Fleetwood Town, where he joined up with Joey Barton,
2: Michael Chopra.
0: No, I
1: don't know. I don't know. Final one is Colne, C O L N E. Yeah, Colne. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this, might, this might be a this might be a blank.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's some like random defender. I think he sounds Irish. It
1: is a defender.
2: He's not Irish.
1: I don't
0: think he's Irish. He's like no, the you know the for Joey Barton. He's relatively recent. He's a defender probably wasn't very often in the starting oh, eleven.
1: I think I'm. I tell you what. Who did we sign him from? And I think you'll immediately get it from this. Wigan
0: Ryan Taylor there you go oh dear me
1: Two it's alright 2-1 we can do a third if you a fourth no, if you no, like no
0: no it's fine it's fine right. Yo, go, go on then go on then <laughs> for the people playing at home laugh after love
2: for the kids <laughs> we are lucky enough to all be right. up late enough for one more game
1: after Newcastle Next permanent move Portland Timbers oh. Martins No Martins We've already had Martins oh, yeah. You dick I went to
2: Port- Can you Let me finish I went up saying Martin's, Martins here Bye Martins See you later
0: <laughs>
1: Martins Odegaard
0: oh.
1: mm. After Martin Portland out. Timbers He moved to
2: Ipswich Town
0: Darren Ambrose. Oh, um... No. No, it's not Darren Harkaby, is it? After Ipswich, he
1: moved to Peterborough United.
2: Luar Luar? No.
0: Go
1: on. After Peterborough, he went to Wellington Phoenix.
0: Oh...
1: This guy made 268
2: appearances. It is Stephen Taylor. Boom! There you go. But it doesn't matter because I I started better. So I've even though it's a draw, I've won. I think we've learned anything.
1: I think so because you didn't get any. You didn't need any clues to get your wins. So Uh Fergus's
0: last two, they don't count for as much, do they? It doesn't mean very much to me. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> but I tell you something that does mean a lot to me, and that is my Newcastle Natter brethren. <laughs> it's weird though because you seem to hate them. Of course I don't. Sibling rivalry, isn't it? So, yeah. um, what a. Oh, we haven't mentioned that been... we're
2: all brothers, have we?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I came up. All I tell you it's a weird
1: season for names of our wives. It's biggest gap between 17th and 18th in Premier League history.
2: It is that, that we were we were quite worried about Fulham catching us. I think there's I've heard or read somewhere since that Brighton game. I think Fulham picked up one or two more points and that was it.
1: Yeah. Well because we were two points clear of them. Uh, after the Brighton game and then we're now like was it 17 points
0: yeah we were closer to let me just add this up we were we were as close in terms of points we were as close to Tottenham in 7th as we were to Fulham in 18th
2: that's crazy um, I saw Mark, would you give the, the season? Would you say um,
1: like a C, C minus? It's like part of the course. It's 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 what yeah. I expect under Ashley. A lot of shit,
0: and then we stay up or we don't. Not a lot to you know. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because I mean for everything I said, it is basically a standard Ashley season. Mm. It's a variant on it, you know?
1: Well, you look at the last four seasons and we finished with either 44 or 45 points and we finished somewhere between 10th and 15th, I think. It's it's like, it's pretty standard. I don't think we've been as, um, as uh, close to the bottom three as we have been this season, but like,
0: well, there's less than a minute left on the Zoom, so we've got to finish there. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. It's good to finish on a positive note. Thank you very much for everything, Dave Watson.
2: <laughs> Thanks,
1: Fergus. We're not telling thank- us
0: now, it's maximum. But... Thank-, thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Matter Minister. <laughs> Goodbye. And thank you to
2: Graham Jones, of course. Graham Jones. Thank you, Graham Jones.
0: Bye.